When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. Offers available. Visit your local Hyundai showroom today. The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Good afternoon, two minutes past three. Welcome to the show. We're live from Studio Lumo SA here in the city at number one King William Street. Very hot day outside, currently 33.8 degrees. We're interactive, so jump on the Maunteen Cheltenham text line 0427 154 There's a stack of things to talk about today, so let's welcome the Italian Gelding. What's the matter, you? Hey, got a no respect. What do you think you do? You look so sad head. It's a not so bad It's a nicer place Ah, shut up your, your face. face That's Mick- my mum, I can remember Mick- Mick- the star of the show, joins us now Hello, Mickey boy Hello, Kim Hello, everyone uh, Today might be a little bit serious with some of the subject matter Serious? Mm. I mean, when you asked me the other day about Melbourne I said, gee, they've been in the headlines I think I was being a bit presumptuous or preemptive Which was it? But they're in the headlines now oh, I think what you're doing is blowing your own trumpet at the moment Have we got the trumpet oh. there? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, are they dominating the headline? You sounded like me then, Roach. I'm Sorry. starting to wear off on you. Don't apologise. Yeah, I like the crystal myself. ball worked on that occasion. Well, I said to you, what do you mean about this? <laughs> it's only Clayton Oliver. Oh, no, not just Clayton Oliver. Well, I knew about Joel Smith, but it was but sort it of was old news. going to get worse. Now has uh, resurfaced. Wow. Hey, let's jump into it, Rich. We are live and interactive, so we love all the texts that come through. Or you yes. can give us a call. Um, I had some lovely texts when I got home last night. Oh, did you? From? Spiritually uplifting. Really? One of your former teammates, D.B. Mackay. Oh, yes, D.B. Jeff Kingston sent me a text message. Very much responding to the roast yesterday and the death of the match report. Does he listen to the show, does he? He samples him. Yeah. He likes to correct me when that needs to happen. Mm. Yeah, that's good. It's good to have people looking after us. So you 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 listen. You You look up to him. Because you don't like being told what to do, Rich. You've been a law no, unto yourself exactly. most of your life. Yes, a rebel. Yeah, rebel with a cause. <laughs> <laughs> Out of control. Yeah. A runaway train. All of that. Oh, a dickhead. Hey, Kim, <laughs> your mum's listening to this. Hello, mum. Miss you. Been mm. three years, Rich. Where did that wow. go? Wow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the show mm. today, Rich, yes. at 3.30, we'll be joined by Sammy Edmund. It's very timely. Mm. SEN Chief... 
footy reporter. He's across everything. There's a lot to talk about at the moment. Joel Smith's situation, we'll update you on that shortly and around the grounds, in case you're not aware of it. Uh, Taron Thomas, that drama continues. Ouch. And he's also updating on SEN Melbourne at the moment. The Sam Walsh back injury yep. is going to keep him out of every practice game this season. So, mm. so we'll get start to, for Sam We'll Walsh. get to that. Yeah, uh, Tasmania, the AFL yeah. situation. Um, it's not going as smoothly no. as Gil thought it would. No. Hello, Andrew Dillon. Welcome to Tasmania. Yeah, g'day, Uncle. No, what is he? He's my... Um, I don't know, Kim. I don't yeah. know your family tree. No, well, I'm younger than him. Are you? Are you? Sake of the storyline, I am. <laughs> He's my uncle, is he? <laughs> uh, at four o'clock, we'll be joined by Daniel McHardy. Oh, we're going to draw battle lines, are we? Yes, we'll be crossing, uh, going across the ditch mm. uh, to New Zealand. He's SEN New Zealand commentator to preview today's Australia View v New Zealand T20 game, the Chapel Hadley Trophy. I nearly said cup. It's the trophy. trophy yeah. So uh, three game series, Roach. Um, it's going to be a cracker. We go into it as red hot favourites. I'm, I'm not sure you, we should be that sure. No, I'm not. Not comfortable with that at all. It's one fifty to two dollars sixty. Remember what you're gambling yeah. with. But that he's a ripper. We've wide. had him on before, Daniel. He's mm. full of life, and he has a very thick Kiwi accent. Yeah. So we'll be asking him about the what. The pitch, but that's not what they call it, is it? No, they call it the dick. Ah. Right, deck. Deck, yeah. Mm. And I told you what my old boss used to call me, Roach. It was very awkward. When I worked at Mix, he was a Kiwi. No, I Steve Rowe, his this. name was, not the this. Stephen Rowe around the corner. Yes. Yeah, and he was one of the best bosses I've ever had. He was the general okay. manager of Mix, and Mix yep. had um, uh, they'd been dismal performers in the radio game uh, around Australia, and um, we had a little bit of success. Mm. And uh, whenever we would have a serious meeting, he'd say, now, now come. Oh. I, I, I'd say I find that offensive, Stephen. He'd have no idea what I'm talking <laughs> right. about. <laughs> yes. They, they just can't say Kim for some reason. Mm. Or Deck. Uh, Daniel McCarty, mm. join us for that after mm. four o'clock. We digress. Then at 4.35, Benny Waterworth. KO Sports, Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Commentator. And he called the game today between North Melbourne. Now, Roots, this is just a trial game. North Melbourne and Collingwood. 34 points, North Melbourne. One I'm not line. reading anything Only, into that. No, I've been looking at all the stuff on the social. not reading anything into that. I am. Are you? Yeah, I am. Okay. I know Collingwood had a lot of players out. I will guarantee you. Oh, big oh, statement to come. Big here we statement. Go. Here we go. Let me think about guarantee. it. Guarantee. I want to protect my lead. You owe me 17 coffees. We, we, we've got to do some homework on this. I will guarantee you that yeah. they will cause three big upsets. They being year. North Melbourne. Yes. Hello, Kangaroo Steve as well. Three big upsets. So how do we define a big upset then? A side that played, that finished top eight last year. Okay. You happy with that? Right. Stay okay. tuned. Stay tuned. Three coffees on that. But okay. you do have to start paying them off. I'm being serious, Roach. Right, okay. It's not a bloody home loan. All right, so that's the show. We're up and away. Uh, Roach, it's eight minutes past three. I reckon we'll jump into a... Um, oh, no, just quickly. Let's go yeah. around the grounds yeah. and just do a brief update on the Joel Smith situation. He's the Melbourne player that was suspended for having traces of cocaine in his system after the final series last year. What's okay, happened? Okay, now add on three anti-doping rule violations over alleged trafficking, trafficking of cocaine to third parties. Mm. Now, that sounds incredibly serious and sinister, which to it the is. the point whereby it leads to many, many, many mm. questions. Now, ultimately, that means 
He can't be involved in anything with Melbourne in their pre-season training. He is isolated. Mm. Now, we're waiting for verdicts all over the place here. But if you go to the point of looking at all the charges that are against him, presumption of innocence all the time, I get that. But do the but if it all plays out the way that Asada is putting it before the AFL and the anti-doping people, he is in for a long, long stint on the sidelines. Possibly. And the first thing you said to me today is, what, what is happening here? Why aren't the police involved? It's That's very the question. Everyone asks me on the street. Well, if when you hear trafficking, you think of cocaine. someone who's selling copious amounts of cocaine. They so found on his text that. messages where he's saying, hey, boys, we're heading out so-and-so. Do you want me to bring a bit of gear? Uh, so it's like supplying or offering. It still comes under the category of trafficking in terms of the sports rules and now regulations. Now, if it's proven he not, supplies. Not legally, though. Yeah, but if it's proven, if, again, I stray if it's proven he supplies, there will be a lot of people out there say, Kim, surely he gets the police on his doorstep. No, no, that's why. And that's why we'll go into it a little bit further. Right. Sam will explain it. Okay. And we have a number of grabs as well from Andrew Dillon, the CEO. We'll get to those. Max Gorn. Uh, we have Justin Quill, who was on breakfast with Gary Lyon. He's not happy with you. And Tim Watson. <laughs> just, oh, just, excuse me. Just threw that in there. Excuse Richard. me. <laughs> uh, an independent lawyer to explain the situation and Good. to explain why he doubts there'll be any criminal conviction on the current evidence. Does that surprise you? No, it didn't. No, okay. That's why I answered like I did when you asked me a few hours ago. A lot of people out there will be saying, well, you see trafficking. Up to them? Yeah, and there's, it's very different as opposed to under sporting codes as to the legal system, mm, okay. if that makes sense, all right? Okay. But uh, no smart-ass text, please, but I'm not a lawyer, <laughs> stating the obvious. No, but people will say if yeah. there's a, a body of proof that he is supplying, stress supplying. It's a bit different I know. handing it over to you. If I said to you, Roach, we're going to a rave party, do you want me to get you a little bit of... It's a lot of that it's sort I of don't like understand. sharing. Yeah, right. I'll explain it to you in the ad break. Right. Uh, it's ten past a rave three. Party. More of your <laughs> more of your texts coming up uh, on the which text line? The Montine text line oh four two seven one five four one six six. And where are they? Montine Port Road nine hundred ninety nine. I go past it so often that I have to stop there and say, no, too I'm much. sorry, too, DT. Too, I didn't mean to lose. Too much for it. Just had but to say a, to Shelton. But what, the work, the work they have done on those off. showrooms oh, are God brilliant. Sake. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. Offers available. Visit your local Hyundai showroom today. The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. Nearly 3.17, 34.2 degrees outside. It's still warming up. We're live from Studio Lumo USA, located at number one King William Street in the city. Energy from an Australian-owned company, that's Lumo SA. Big thank you to Montine Hyundai as well at Cheltenham. They're running the tax line, 0427154166. Magnificent showroom. Yeah. What? Magnificent showroom. Yeah, they've got a number of showrooms down there. A few texts coming through regarding you, Rooch. Uh, Ruchie is dull, but lucky there isn't a dull moment in the AFL. Thank you. Well, that's from Mario. What is a, what is a rave party? A rave party. Like, it's a, a big party, Ruch, where you get a little bit happy. Um, here's mm, one. Okay. Ethel from Ethelton. Says, Hello, Ethel. Ruchie and Bumfluff Benny should be drug tested every day. I tell you what, if you turn Ruch upside down, there'd be a few blue tablets popping out of his uh, pockets, I would suggest. Oh, Viagra, Roach, eh? Pardon? All right, let's jump, let's jump into this. All right, Andrew Dillon, the CEO of the AFL, Roach, had this to say about the Joel Smith situation. 
As Max said at the start, we're in the middle of a process here and assertions have been made, so I can't really go into detail. But what I can say is, yeah, it is disappointing when there's any breach of an AFL rule or regulation or the anti-doping code or any assertion. I think what we have here, and again, without going into the specifics, there, there is there's assertions that have been made in relation to uh, a breach of the anti-doping code, but that's, that's one player, and I think it would be premature to say anything more than that. The investigation is done by Sports Integrity Australia. The information that they have, it's up to them to decide who they pass it on to. And under the anti-doping code, they provide us, the AFL, with certain information. What they do with that is really uh, their call under their legislation. Melbourne Football Club is one of the oldest club, well, he's the oldest club in the competition. It's led by a very experienced CEO, Gary Pert, and you've just seen their captain, Max Gorn, who is uh, one of the great captains currently in the competition, and he has been for the last number of years. As Max said, there have been issues over the uh, off-season, but I think that they have a, a you know, great leadership. Um, they've got a great list, but you know, as they do have things to work on, but they are a uh, very experienced club led by an experienced CEO and a great captain. Any, as I said, any breach or any perceived breach or alleged breach of the rules is disappointing. And what we continue to do with our illicit drugs policy and the anti-doping code is provide education and training for players about the dangers involved. And we'll continue to do that. We'll continue to educate. And that's, that's the key for us. At the moment, the issues with Sports Integrity Australia and that process will play out over the coming weeks and months. And, and until that's done, there won't be any parallel investigation. Andrew well, Dillon. he's danced a bit there, and I know why he has to. Yep, doing a lot of dancing there, very much on his toes. All right, let's hear from a gentleman called Justin Quill. Now, he's an independent solicitor in Melbourne that specialises mm. in this field. He was on with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson this morning mm -hmm. and explaining why he doesn't think there'll be a criminal conviction to Joel Smith. The big difference is, really, we've got to remember the standard of proof. And again, mm. people, you always will be sort of reminded of uh, the phrase standard of proof from the Essendon drug scandal, um, that that um, uh, here what we're talking about is that much lower standard. We're not. Uh, we're talking more of the balance of probabilities, comfortable satisfaction, uh, rather rather than beyond reasonable doubt. So if it's going to be a criminal case, the police would have to be satisfied that they could prove this beyond reasonable doubt. Now I don't know what the te these text messages say. Mm. Um, I know you guys don't know either. Um, the, I'm not sure that the text messages alone would would sort of reach that really high bar of um, uh, you know no reasonable doubt. So so uh, look whether it ends up in a criminal case or not, who knows? But uh, we've got to remember that that standard of proof is much higher, and so they have to have um, uh, you know pretty significant evidence. And I'm just not sure. I'm not sure that a um, uh, that a bunch of text messages would be uh, would be sufficient enough to warrant uh, a criminal charge that, that can only be brought if the police think they've got a very good chance of uh, of getting a conviction on that really high standard. Okay, so that explains it's not not as if the police won't go knocking on the door, mm. but they're not going to knock on the door unless they think they can make this case stick. Yep. So that's. So people that and know, I would suggest and, it's and, more and than I've, just someone giving yeah. a friend. Uh, and and I, I've had a fair few people, you know, say, well, hang on, if, if I did that, I'd have the police on my doorstep. So mm. I think we're now understanding, yes, sporting agencies will work with a body of evidence which will work to their rules, but the, 
Victorian police have to work to the law of the land, yeah. which is demanding a fair a, bit a, more evidence. A little bit different than former footballer. He's an Adelaide boy too, Sam Fisher, that played for St Kilda. Oh, yes. So, you know, there, yes. there's a difference between trafficking yes. and, and trafficking. Yeah. All right, we need to go to the break. Stack of text coming through. This one from Chopsy says, is Gary Pert doing a clown show at the Fringe called Nothing to See Here? Now, that's a, an interesting one because remember he said, in 40 years of football, Melbourne's the best culture he's ever seen. Yes. Now, how does that stack up at the moment? Oh, well, you know, it's one player at this stage. <laughs> Two. <laughs> hey, Kimbo, how do you know they are blue? Referring to the tablets. Reach leaves them on the desk. Oh. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. Offers available. Visit your local Hyundai showroom today. The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Twenty-seven. Sammy Edmund will be crossing to Melbourne, chief footy reporter for SEN. He's got a lot to talk about. One of the things we'll touch on, Roach, is Taron Thomas. Give us your oh, version and a quick yeah. update. Well, if it isn't bad enough that we're now waiting for, as Tom Morris has reported in the week, there'll be a heavy suspension from the AFL Integrity Unit of 18 matches mm. to Thomas for uh, these accusations of abuse to women. Thomas is now put on social media messages, including this one, and for them girls I abuse, I would do again. After what they did to me, if you do me wrong, I will let you have it. Now, surely, surely that brings, regardless of what's playing out already, that brings him into the Chief Executive Office at the North Melbourne Football Club, enough's enough. And I am staggered. Tell me, I mean, we're all guessing player salaries, but the reports that he's on between six and $700,000. Yep. Is mind-boggling. Mm. Um, but you cannot, you cannot stay in the game if you're sending out messages like that. I and for so. them girls I abuse, I would do again. Yeah, he needs to improve his English too. Uh, I don't know what he's done, Roach, but uh, the fact that he's playing victim as well. What? No, no shame, and actually actively. Yeah, he's saying for what, he, he would he's abuse. putting it back. Yeah, for what they Seriously? did. Seriously? Yeah, you cannot. Uh, We'll get more. We'll get an update on that. We'll get an update. Uh, Here's a text. Andrew Dillon is just giving politician talk. Highly likely that Joel Smith is not on his Pat Malone when it comes to recreational drug use in the AFL. Well, you reckon? Mm. Uh, He just got caught. That's from Matt in Brisbane. Matt, it's not just the AFL. I'm not defending it. Uh, You have captains of industry. You have politicians. um, (laughs) You have the legal profession. It reaches far and wide. Yes, but that doesn't excuse it. Kim. No, no, I'm not so excusing not, it. I, I, I'm just saying yeah, they do a lot it's of happening on one side of the street. Footballers do, yeah. do a lot of heavy lifting. Yes, they do. In, in regards to being role models, yep. and, and they get a lot of education too. Yeah, they they do. So do the other factors, factions in our society, Luke. Yeah. All right, it's three twenty-nine. News coming up. Then we have Sammy Edmund. Mm. More of your texts and your calls. This is Kimbo on the Roach. Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. Offers available. Visit your local Hyundai showroom today. The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Standing in the Hall of Fame. 
3.34 on a Wednesday afternoon. Appreciate your company. We're live from Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy in South Australia. 34.4 degrees outside. A beautiful day. Hey, jump on the text line if you've got a view on anything we may be talking about. 0427-154-166. All thanks to Morn Team Hyundai at Cheltenham. Thank you to Daniel Thomas and the team. Uh, drugs is an issue. We're going to talk about it. A text has come through, though, Rooch. This is from uh, Ethel at Ethelden. She said, apart from taking the odd becks while listening to Ruchi, I have never taken drugs. Good on you, Ethel. What? No, 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 no. No, Ethel wouldn't go down that path. Becks? No drugs. She would when she's listening to you, Ruch. Uh, We may let... Sammy Edmund doesn't. He's a good man. He's the chief footy reporter for SEN. He's very busy at the moment. He's got a few topics. Sammy, have we got you? Kimbo. Oh, I'm so we've got glad you. You're on the line with me. Apologies. I, you know, I was just distracted because I, I have to ask: are the, the rumours true? Like, uh, social media's just lit up. You've got North Melbourne winning the premiership. Boom, boom. Bumfluff Benny is boom, an boom. absolute flog. He said he's gone and put on social media. Do you disagree? I said they'll cause some big upsets. I went on out on a limb. I said they'll beat three top eight sides from last year. Four. Well, all I remember, uh, I remember going back to last year. Now, admittedly, they were the premier, but when Geelong absolutely dismantled Hawthorne down at the Cattery around this time last year in their first showing for 2023, as it was then, we all thought they would streak to -to back-to-back premierships and uh, and win every game by 10 goals. So I'm saying nothing other than to say uh, we'll we'll take the little wins at North Melbourne this year, I reckon. I did like the look, and he's been good all the way through the summer. Colby McKercher alongside mm. Harry Seasel on a back flank would uh, would whet the appetite of some North Melbourne members, I reckon. Hey, who who was rested today? We are going to cross and, and speak to uh, Benny Waterworth from uh, KO, who called yep. the game. Um, who else was rested for North Melbourne today? Oh, look, they had only a couple of guys out. Zane Dersma sat out, but he's only a kid and a, and a yep. draft pick. Um, I, I didn't attend the game myself, other than I did read that Collingwood had a dozen players out. Yeah. Um, so make of that what you will. I think it was all, this game was always going to be more about North Melbourne than what it was about Collingwood, the, the oh, little okay. signs that I speak of. And uh, I like Georgie Wardler only played a half as well. Mm. I did like Lockie Schultz. I did some nice things from what I could see. Bobby Hill looks sharp. Finn McRae's one to watch this year. We know that. And the big Suva, Suva Larky, how many could he kick if uh, North Melbourne uh, make a prelim, as you say, Kimbo? I mean, he might. Oh, I didn't say that. Well, well if, he, if he's at 71 <laughs> last season, Sam, and this is going to be a high-flying North Melbourne now, according to Kim Dillon. Yeah, yeah, he's hey, got to be challenging yeah, 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 not hey, only the Coleman, but the ton. Hey, I'm normally the smart ass, all right? Just pull it back, you two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, let's jump into this. Uh, we've already spoken yeah. about Joel Smith. This is a serious matter. We've heard from, just so you know, by way of background, we've heard from Andrew Dillon, and we just had a listen prior to getting you on from Justin Quill, who's an independent solicitor, yep. who was on with Gary and Tim. Uh, where's this at at the moment? Can you add anything to it? And a text has come through saying, uh, how nervous would some of those players be that were on the receiving end of those text messages? Assuming they're players on the other end. Well, they are. Well, well, well potentially very nervous. And you're right, there's a lot we don't know, Rooch. So assuming they are players that have been yeah. unveiled in some of these text messages, which we need to point out have led, you asked me where it sits, have led to the assertion uh, that Joel Smith is, uh, is up for tracking, trafficking or attempted trafficking. Mm. So three further anti-doping rule violations laid on his desk from SIA Sports Integrity 
Australia. Now, Jared Waitley had uh, a professor on the line today. Her name just escapes me at the moment. Uh, but no, I can tell you her name, uh, Dr. Catherine uh, Ordway. Ordway, Dr. Ordway, uh, who's based in, uh, in Canberra. I would have thought the most authoritative voice we've ever managed to snare on SEN uh, on this subject. And I've got to admit, I was a bit taken aback because I think we all find ourselves wondering, well, how far is Sports Integrity Australia willing to go? Like, do a couple of text messages constitute enough of an urge for them to go to the 10th player on the list, the 15th player on the list, the 35th player on the list? How far down the rabbit hole are they willing to go? And, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are prepared to say, pure speculation, of course, that maybe it starts and ends at Joel Smith. Well, listening to Professor Ordway... She, her opinion was that uh, SIA are basically compelled now to go as far as they possibly can with this. New powers bestowed upon them going back to, to 2006, 2007. And that her belief was, and she's followed enough of these cases in elite level sport, they will go as far as they can with uh, the text messages and the social media messaging and, and the WhatsApp messages and the phone calls and the voice messages oh. as they possibly can. So to answer your question, if you're a player on that list, I reckon, You'd be pretty nervous if you have been one to dabble in this sort of thing over the over the journey. Well, Sammy, let's have a listen to Dr. Catherine Ordway. Well, it's very serious indeed because under the World Anti-Doping Code, which of course the AFL subscribes to, then multiple violations can, at worst case, lead to a life ban. So it's really serious that this has escalated the way it has. All right, let's move on to Taron Thomas. Uh, His his life's a mess. Well, seriously, Sam, in view of the text messages and his postings on social media where he's quite eagerly declaring he would do it all again, what he has done, what he has done, not what he's alleged to have done in his words, surely North Melbourne now call him in and say enough's enough. Oh, and I think he's running his race at North Melbourne. I don't think it matters whether it's 18 weeks, which has been yeah. obviously debated this week in the mainstream, whether it's 18 weeks or eight weeks or 80 weeks at, at North Melbourne. But, I think, but these text like, messages context, are enough to say that's it. You you have really crossed the line now. Oh, no, that's my point. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters what suspension that the, the AFL Commission deems suitable here. I don't think it matters for North Melbourne is my point. I, I think mm. he's run his race at North Melbourne. And I would have thought across the competition. Now, some people Agreed. would disagree with that. And, and, and some clubs are desperate and they'll see the talent there and maybe some time will heal all wounds. I had this debate with Gary and Tim uh, a couple of days ago. I mean, uh, there were some clubs, uh, six months, going back to last trade period, who seriously debated trading for Taron Thomas in the last window and they deemed it too big of a risk then. Absolutely. I think of two or three clubs. Now we know what we know. Uh, it's no secret that this guy is not a problem gambler and not to downplay problem gambling, but his issues are far more severe than that. Yep. Clubs are going with eyes wide open. No one complete ignorance on this. They have female, a uh, large portion of their membership yes. base are female. They have female corporate partners. They have female board members. Female so teams. Indeed. So if Taron Thomas is to be recruited by a club, it is the definition of risk. And if, and if he is to transgress again, which you would say, in all likelihood, that could very well happen. Then well, he's saying he would. He's saying he would. Yeah, well, yes, I know, as per the text he is. And the blowback on that club would be absolutely oh. immense. I can't see that happening. Uh, you mentioned Andrew Dillon earlier. He said today there's still no timeline, but he did label it a complicated issue with potentially quite severe consequences. So regardless if it's 18, it's going to be a significant ban. We know that. And 
I think, um, look, to, to make an understatement of our cross uh, this afternoon, uh, his career is well and truly at the crossroads. Mm. Stack of text coming through. This one says, hi, guys. Seriously, the AFL preaches about equality, sexist behaviour, etc., and yet still has Thomas on its books. Sack the guy. Simple as that. He yeah. shows no remorse. That's from Johnny K. Yeah. Kensington. G'day, Johnny. Well, it's, 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 actually, it's actually very hard to sack a player. I think we need to yeah. make that clear as well, um, as per the AFLPA and the CBA guidelines and, and whatnot. So it's very hard for a player to be sacked. But... Look, I think he stays on the list for the remainder of the year. We don't know when he'll be eligible to play. And then I would have thought he'd be delisted and then, or not renewed as, as per his contract situation. And then, um, look, it'll be unfortunately added to the files of uh, uber-talented players uh, who have had their careers wasted. Mm. I would have All right, I want to talk. This is a story about three Sams. One's a gun reporter, one of the best in the world. That's you, Sammy. One's a superstar footballer. That's Sam Walsh. Mm-hmm. And the other one, just a little bit cray-cray, and he's known to make a few outlandish comments, that's Sam McClure. Now, Sam McClure saying Carlton should be favourites for the Premiership. Did I get that right? He did say that when I was on holidays, I think. But that won't happen if Sam Walsh is not playing. How bad is his back? Yeah, I spoke to the Blues this afternoon. So they've ruled Sam Walsh out of uh, Carlton's official pre-season game. And that's coming against Melbourne next Wednesday. We knew he was missing tomorrow's hit-out against Geelong, and this is all due to back soreness. A nasty couple of words, if ever there was one, up there with uh, navicular and stress fracture and all those sorts of things. So he's on a modified program at the moment. He's still running, though, so he's still quite mobile. Said to be, and I think a lot of people go back to this time last year, 12 months ago, when, of course, he could barely walk. He couldn't bend over. He had all sorts of back issues and ultimately had surgery, missed the first month of the season. He's said to be a world away from that. I think we need to point out. So Carlton are cautious. They are concerned. They're not panicking, though. So I think the next reassessment for Sam Walsh will be leading into opening round against the Brisbane Lions. The head of football, Brad Lloyd, released a statement a short mm-hmm. time ago uh, to state the bleeding obvious will take a no-risk approach with Sam's return to play. Therefore, he will not feature in the upcoming practice game. So speaking of people there, as I say, they're concerned, but they're not panicking. It's nothing like he's a world away from last year. But gee whiz, if there's a player you want to get right, he finally had a good run at it too. He was flying over the preseason after a non-existent preseason last year. The Gary Ayres Award winner, of course, the reigning one, the player of the final yeah. series. So um, hopefully, for Carlton's sake and Sam Walsh's sake, it's a little tweak, a little hiccup, and uh, he'll be back sooner rather than later. Sam, you and I have lived the challenge of filling a back page of a major newspaper with a good sporting story. And we all know about number one draftees and the pressure they come into an AFL season when they have that title, the number one draft pick. But have you ever known a player to carry the burden that's clearly on Harley Reid? He's twice pictured, twice storied on the West Australian back page today. And I've lost count of how often he has been on their back page this summer. This is this is at the point of being ridiculous with Harley Reid and the West Australian at the moment. Well, I know that Kane Corns is keeping count. I think when <laughs> we had breakfast, I think we'd gone north of 30 since no. he was uh, drafted. Uh, yes, uh, on the back page or a presence there in He's so there uh, twice yeah, today. Twice. Mm. Look, I'm not in Perth, but even on the other side of the country, I've got a fair grasp of the hype. So yeah. is it recency bias? Do they all cop it? Some people are willing to say that. Look, from, from afar, I think they get more and more hyped year upon year upon year. I mean, inevitably, they are going to the poorest club. They're going to the club who's screaming out for positivity. Mm. When you go to one of those clubs that is in a two-team town and the big dog on campus, it's going to be heightened. So all those things go into the mix. We know he's going to be a special player. He's already proven that. So all these things have created, possibly, you're right here, Rich, the most hyped number one pick 
in history. It's quite extraordinary to see where it's uh, where it's got to um, in terms of his um, celebrity status already in Perth, and you just hope that uh, doesn't affect the kid and he's able to block it out because uh, it looks like it's been absolutely yeah, extraordinary. I hope, over so. I hope so. Stack of text coming through, boys. This one's directed your way, Sammy. It says, uh, all these journalists in Melbourne were so focused on Adelaide's camp when they had these stories right under their nose That's in capital not. letters. That's not true. <laughs> Just reading it, Roach. Uh, another one here. Camp's 2018. These are last... 12 months. <laughs> what about this one, Rich? Wow. Talking about drug use, and we don't say this flippantly. No Nor one's should Im- we. No one's immune. Even mm. radio presenters likely partake in recreational drugs. Do we even know what Rucci's mountains are made of over in Italy? Oh, come on. <laughs> I, just, I just read them, Rooch. Hey, Sammy, question without notice. Uh, who's had the worst pre-season in terms of bad luck, injuries? The Hawks are getting a few lately. Oh, yeah. We know Melbourne's got a stack of forwards out. Who's who's had a really rough preseason? Geez, I reckon the Hawks have had a rough preseason. Yeah. I mean, their coach, uh, their coach was on his deathbed over there in uh, New York, it's just true. trying to have a holiday, and then he's come back, and half his list has been wiped mm. out with everything from glandular fever to hamstrings to uh, to uh, what else has gone wrong down there? They've had all sorts of weird, wonderful well, injuries down knee, there. Yeah, they've had some knee recos the last couple of weeks. Oh, turf toe yeah. as well, isn't there? Turf toe turf down there? Toe yeah, the that's the other yep, one. Yep, had an operation for ligament damage yeah. around the, the big toe. So I reckon Hawthorne would be right up there. Clearly Melbourne are coming in um, with a fascinating backdrop in terms of how they can rebound from the Clayton Oliver situation. The Joel yeah. Smith story yeah. continues to be the, the noose around their neck. And then you've got the Western Bulldogs, so we shouldn't forget either. Oh, We've had a pretty story. turbulent off season. Yeah. Hey, Sammy, always good to talk to you. Wonderful. Uh, last question. Uh, what are you looking forward to most? We all love it when footy's about to get underway. Uh, what's got you really salivating for 2024? Oh, those two clubs I mentioned, Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs, I've just from, you know, I've probably got my journal hat on here. I'm just fascinated to see how they go with all the uncertainty off the field, how they handle that uh, coming in. Um, I'm fascinated by the Blues as to what, what do you believe? Do you believe the car crash that was the first half of the season or the, the roller coaster um, mm. ride to the top in the second half? Uh, I, I just can't wait for it all to get underway, boys. And will opening round be something we fall in love with going forward? It's fair to say the court of public opinion uh, hasn't been warm. I wonder how we'll go with uh, with round zero going forward. Mm. Now, I know you, you don't like giving predictions. You try and steer away from them. But you, you have Port Adelaide and Adelaide playing finals. Uh, I have Port Adelaide playing finals, and yeah, I think Adelaide definitely have a list to, to play finals. And I'm, a, I'm, a, I haven't had many friends with this, but I'm in the basket that Matty Nick should have already been signed by now. So oh, I'm, I'm clearly, thank you. God, oh, good to much. hear. So I'm clearly in a believer that you just do the right thing and you look after your people if you Correct. think those people are the right people in charge. And I mean that that is speaking of a roller coaster. He's just slowly cranking up, isn't he, up to the top yeah. of the summit there? He has done and all the hard work. Yeah, yeah. He deserves I, I, now I've to see this project through. So when you see Gary Lyon in the studio, make it known we are not happy. Don't get someone to fight your own, ba- own battles. Well, Rich. I can't do it from here. Come on, grow a set. Get on the phone have a crack at him. Sammy, we love your work. We'll speak to you right throughout the season. Appreciate your time. Good on you, boys. Thank Thanks, you, sir. Sam. You want Sammy Edmund to fight your fights for you, Rich, you pussy. Hey, uh, <laughs> someone that fights his own fights is Kane Corns. He's unloaded on the Crows' leadership group. What's he said? Well, I think he says five out of the eight shouldn't be there. Oy. I think. I'm paraphrasing. We'll hear from the man himself. We'll listen to that. There's a headline. <laughs>
The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. Offers available. Visit your local Hyundai showroom today. The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Fifty-four, Kimbo on the Reach with you. We're live and interactive. Jump on the text line, courtesy of Moon Team Hyundai, Cheltenham, 0427154166. Um, a lot coming through. Mario's uh, doing overtime uh, today. I'm not sure. Can I read that one out, Reach? Which not? one? About Mussolini. That's uh, a famous quote, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's one of his most famous quotes. Okay, this one says, Rucci, when Mussolini said it was better to live one day as a lion than live a lifetime as a sheep. Was he talking about you? E-W-E. Hey, you get that? Hey. Hey, uh, Cane Corns had a chat about, uh, I haven't heard all this. There's a lion. Yeah. He roars. He roars. (laughs) He can drag a headline. Um, We were talking about the leadership group yesterday. We had Lockie Murphy on, and I did facetiously say it was harder to find a player not on the leadership group than in it. They have eight. Eight. I think Kane's taken exception to the quality of people on the leadership group. Let's have a listen. I may be wrong. I note that Adelaide announced theirs today, and this is who is in their eight-person leadership group. Wayne Miller, Ben Keyes, Brodie Smith, Riley O'Brien, Darcy Fogarty, Mitch Hinge, and Lockie Murphy. Now, I'm not certain three of those players are guaranteed a spot in the side, let alone a spot in the leadership group. Now, to me, leadership, 90% of it is what you do on game day. Do you front up? Are you consistent? Do you stand up in big moments? And do you perform to the level that you need to for the team? Interesting. Now, interesting, interesting argument there. I don't disagree with yeah. that. And there was a lot of talk, even when we were down at Port Adelaide yesterday, from some of the journos that came up to me and said, oh, did you see the news? Lockie Murphy is part of the, you know, and he's in and out of the side, has been in recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I don't necessarily subscribe to that. You can still be a leader if you're not one of the best players and even if you're not playing all the time. More so when we're talking about Monday to Friday football too. Now, Lockie's attitude, you know, there's a journeyman that's had to do it the hard way. Yep. So what he can pass on, even in adversity, if he was to get dropped and he goes back to the Magoos. Well, can I give you another argument there? Is a great lesson to other players. So you also want feedback from players who are on what we call the fringe, don't you? Yeah. That that feedback into the leadership group is important too, isn't it? Oh, I agree 100%. Yep. 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 I mean, I get Kane's point about you want a leadership group that sets examples on the mm. field. But these leadership groups are now dealing with so many issues Monday to Friday. I don't mind a Lockie Murphy saying in the leadership group, well, hang on, there's some issues here now that translate to the players who are at the lower end of the group. Yeah. And, that's, and, look, and he that may either. not end up back there, but I, I think that's a very true, Roach. Uh, a lot of excitement about Adelaide's first game. Well, in my mind, there is anyway. I think it's a massive danger game. It'll be the second game for the Gold Coast because they're in yes. round zero. But if you watched Channel 7 last night, you would have seen Damien Hardwick, who's uh, one of those hard-hitting interviews by Tim Watson. I don't watch commercial television. No. <laughs> a little bit of sarcasm there. But he is doing a few feature stories now. Right. Uh, but it was interesting, and, and Dimmer plays the media well. But uh, this was Damien Hardwick about his expectations for 2024 and beyond with the Gold Coast. I think we've got the capacity to do so. We'll never put a ceiling on no. where we can get to. There's certainly a floor. We need to make finals, no question. You know, I always sort of look at my time at Port Adelaide and how fondly I, I think of that period where we did salute that for that first premiership there. And, you know, I sort of want this club to experience that as well because it can create a you know an incredible you know band of brothers type atmosphere that will allow us to be the, the side we want to be 
Can they make the eight, Rich? Well, I'm not convinced. They, I'm they not can. convinced. Will, will oh, they make? Can yeah. you're right? Yeah, technically you're right. They can make. Will they? I'm not convinced. They always start the season well. Yes. Now, big danger game for Adelaide. Yeah, they've invested a lot here, haven't they? Yeah. This is a real roll of the dice. And they've got some talent there. Case. Yep. Well, I, I think they're capable. Well, when Dim is saying he's got, did he say 80% of a premiership squad he's got mm. already? Mm-hmm. And his first game against Richmond. Oh, what a shock that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how imaginative of the uh, AFL uh, on that one. Yeah. love it. Hey, coming up at the 4 o'clock news, Roach, then we'll be going across the ditch to have a chat to Daniel McHardy, uh, Australia taking on New Zealand in the Chapel Hadley. So how come Chapel's t- name goes first? We've won it more, have we? Is it just Ian or all the chapels? I don't think Trevor would be in it. <laughs> oh, you've opened the, opened the door. No, it's oh, 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 yeah, yeah. A little bit of humour. Uh, now, here's a text coming through, and it's not Mario or Chopsy or Ethel. Cain uh, Corns isn't a lion. He's a chihuahua. No, disagree. Um, who disagree. are the three players Kane is talking about? Murphy is one. Uh, I think Fog, I think. Uh, I'd have, I don't want to put words out there no. that aren't correct. But uh, I did hear some another grab. Was it Benny? Was it uh, Fogarty? Did he question? Yeah, Fogarty was the other one. And, oh, I haven't got the list in front of me. Hey, we'll get it for you. We'll get it for you be, uh, before 4.30. Um, that's from Daniel. Um, I don't want to misquote him, that's all. Here's another one. Kane's comments contradicts his own club. Jonas was captain and not even in the best 22 for two years. What a potato. Oh, no, that's that's unfair on Tom Jonas. There is a man who battled so hard to get in to that side with the injuries he carried. No, that's a different argument, but, though. That's a different argument. He, he's he, not. A, he, Tom Jonas was not a spud. No, no, no. They're talking about a potato being cane. Oh. Yeah, come on, Rich. Get, no, with, get I, with the I don't, program. I don't, want, I don't want to No, but that's a fair know. point, that, yeah, and we knew it. If Tom was 100% fit, which sadly yep. he wasn't, he would have been number one every week. Talking of potatoes, we may have a big segment coming up this year called the Spud of the Week, Roach. I had a meeting today with uh, SA Potatoes. Going to shame Enzo Rochella into oh, it. They you, have the Kessel So not potatoes. only gravy now, you're going to cook us spuds. We're, we're, yes, we're going to get people to ring through for their Spud of the Week. I reckon you'll get a few nominations. <laughs> we'll have a wonderful prize as well. get the Spud as well? Uh, no, we're, we're hoping to get a, a $100 voucher. I can't disclose everything to give away. Right. Every Wednesday, the spud of the week. Okay. Uh, I'll be able to confirm that next week, I think, Roach. Right. While you're sunning yourself, I'm out working. It's a minute past four. We're going to Wellington, New Zealand next. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. Offers available. Visit your local Hyundai showroom today. The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Just after four o'clock, Kimbo and The Roots with you. Thanks to Hyundai. We love their support. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. We are live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. It's a little warm today, around 35 degrees. Get out there and get a bit of vitamin. What is it? Vitamin D for the sun, but don't get too much of it because. No. What do we say? Put yourself know. up when the sun is out there. We don't want any more skin cancer oh, victims. Oh, Dr. Roach, fair yep. dinkum, boring the pants off people. I tell you what won't bore people. At five <laughs> o'clock tonight, our coverage gets underway. Yes. Australia taking on New Zealand in the uh, Hadley Chapel Trophy. I want to ask about that. Well, we can. We're going to cross to Wellington now, and uh, Daniel McHardy will be calling the game. He's part of our New Zealand team over there. Hello, Dan. 
Gentlemen, what a treat to be on your fine program on this glorious day. Even better by the sounds uh, over your side. 35 degrees, mate. I wouldn't last three minutes. Oh, no, I was no, just saying before, class, I was saying then. before to Roach, um, I went over to Queenstown for the first time ever. It is the most beautiful part of the world I've ever seen. It is glorious, isn't it? It's fabulous. And if you drive anywhere around Queenstown through central Otago, the, the geography changes so quickly, so in such a short space mm. of time. It really is quite a, quite a, a wonderful part of the world uh, to go. Um, and, uh, you know, the beautiful vistas you enjoy sort of, um, you know, take the pain away of when you buy a takeaway coffee. Oh, yes, it's seven fifty a coffee. Hey, uh, How much? Okay, it's pretty dear. It was around seven fifty. They've got a captive audience there. <laughs> Good coffee, though. Gee, hey, we want to try that with me. Before we get into this game, no, Roach is the tightest man on the earth. Wow, seven-fifty. Um, we went on a mountain bike ride. We didn't read the small print. We wanted <laughs> to do the winery tours on the mountain bikes. Uh, we had to ride 22.5 k's before we got to our first winery. <laughs> Oh, oh that's poor planning on your behalf. I know, Come I on. know, yeah. I know. We didn't read the small print. All right, this is going to be a good series. Three-game series. Australia goes into it as favourites at a dollar fifty. New Zealand at two sixty. How much? I think you're overs. I think you're good value at two sixty. Remember what you're gambling with. Oh, that spreads a bit deep. Has the bookies got it right, Dan? Uh, if everyone was at full strength, I would say New Zealand are slight favourites. Problem are New Zealand are not at full strength. There's a gaping hole in the middle order that I yeah, am alarmed okay. by. Uh, no Kane Williamson, who's just mm. a glorious touch, and just a wonderful player. Might not be uh, the pocket dynamo some others are in the T20, but he's a true craftsman and sort of always plays to the, the plan that New Zealand need. And Daryl Mitchell, the $2.9 million man, who really is just a fabulous player. Um, he's resting uh, a sore foot up for the test series. Uh, so if I take those two up and I directly match them against this Australian bowling machine, I've just got so much admiration for them. I'd probably give the Aussies just the slightest of the edges. But I'm not a betting man, but it's a toss of a coin series. It yeah, really could go either so. way. So, yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, spread so, uh, seems a bit Now, the fact that the Chapel Hadley Trophy goes from the one-day series to now the T20 series, that's sending a message, isn't it? Yeah, that you guys don't pass enough and that you're scared of us. And that, yeah. That's clearly the message. That's on. the only message I'm interpreting from such. No, such surely it's yet another message about the power of T20 over one day cricket. Uh, yeah, it could be, but uh, could be. I, I do think it is the irregularity of um, how often they're playing. And, and, and yeah. surprising because every time they seemingly get together, it seems to be pretty compelling stuff, especially in white ball cricket on this side of the ditch, uh, where New Zealand do play to their true capabilities. You know, too often I've seen New Zealand go to Australia and suffer a bit of stage fright. Mm. Uh, the most recently with that three-tier series back in, what, 2019. Okay, our fans turned up and made it, uh, you know, wonderful occasions, but our cricketers really were put to the sword. But uh, in white um, ball cricket, New Zealand always competitive. You look at the T20 game, we've, you know, made the semi-final in Australia in 2022 yep. at the World Cup finalists against you fellas the year before and semi-finalists the mm. tournament before. So while Australia's been a little bit up and down and obviously crescendo with, with winning in 2021, New Zealand's very competitive and a resourceful bunch and, and seemingly always play near their potential. So it's a credit to them. And there are some real danger being in that New Zealand lineup. I, I look at Alan one way. One is just, was in ridiculous form in the last series here in New Zealand. He got close to 300 runs in a series, including mm. 130 with 16 sixes against uh, a hapless Pakistan bowling lineup, who generally is pretty good. So if Finn Allen can get off to a flyer and Devin Conway can get back to the form that we know he's capable of, this was a guy who was averaging 50 in all forms of the game not long ago, but he's really in his first sort of um, 
sustained period of being in the doldrums in international cricket. So from a New Zealand perspective, those two right at the top are probably the key men if I'm to yep, identify gotcha. them early for uh, you. Yeah, we're hearing over here that maybe Steve Smith will be overlooked. Have you heard anything over there? No, no confirmation on the team as of yet. Um, that would not surprise me. Um, I, I'm not sure if he cracks your best 11 because you have so much ferocious yep. batting power. Uh, but w- what a security blanket <laughs> um, to have. Well, can I ask you, what's his best position in T20? I know you're giving him as a test opener go, and New Zealand fans are actually licking their chops of seeing Steve Smith on the first morning of a test match taking a new ball on tracks that tend to seem around. But what's his best spot in T20 cricket? If Mitch Marsh is a lock on uh, the number three spot and Head and Warner up top, is he the best number four? Well, he possibly is, but that's the beauty of him. He can play anywhere. Um, but he might not be playing at all. That's what we're hearing. Hey, how important is the toss? Tell us, what's the dick going to be like today? Oh, very good. <laughs> I don't know here. Um, I should know. It's my home city. Yeah. Oh. But they play such little. They, they play such little cricket here. Uh, normally, they play at the Basin Reserve, which is much smaller. You know, capacity between eight to ten thousand. Whenever, whenever the, the big white ball games are in town, they head um, just to the northern side of downtown uh, CBD and Sky Stadium, which uh, famous for its yellow seats, of course. Uh, but it's a drop-in wicket, and, and oh, it's okay. at times been a little bit sort of tennis ball bouncy, a little bit too-paced in nature. Um, it looks a nice, nice deep brown colour. I haven't actually been out and inspected it. I'm heading off after a spit. You find gents. So that's probably one uncertain. I, I was am a little bit uncertain how, how the wicket plays here. So hopefully we just have some pace and bounce because, you know, those two attacks bring mm-hmm. genuine pace, and fans want to be entertained. Um, you, you know, and fast bowlers are a big part of that. Shortish boundary square, so plenty plenty of runs to be had um, if you can find the middle of the bat. Although it's a true oval, uh, ovalish, um, in comparison <laughs> to Eden Park, where games two and three you play, which yeah. I always just describe as a basket case of a cricket venue and any yeah. scores possible, and no score is safe if you're defending. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the sides chased down 240 up there. It, it really is yeah. just a, an absolute basket case of the ground with the short boundaries. It's really acute, weird angles. But it always brings a great atmosphere. And speaking of which, we should have three huge crowds in these games. So uh, the New Zealanders are very much looking forward to welcoming and their dear friends from Australia. And there won't, there won't be one single crossword said to an Australian on the field. I'm really? oh, calling BS on that. Definitely. So what, what's, what's, the capacity, been, what's capacity at Wellington? We, uh, 35,000 uh, for a rugby cool. game. If I'm taking out a couple there for the sight screen, you're probably down about 32. So... Um, I would expect the minimum of 20, 25 plus, mm. um, and it'll make qu- quite a din. I, I remember when it was full here during the Cricket World Cup in 2015, and Martin Gupta went out and got 230 odd mm. uh, in one of the most breathtaking performances I've ever seen, including putting a few on the roof. So, uh, a full house here. It doesn't happen often for cricket, but gee, it can be really boisterous. So, let's hope that is the case. Now, that's the point I would have made. I saw those test matches where it was virtually like picnic atmosphere with people with deck chairs on grass outers. So, what's made the build-up for this so good between Australia We're cultured. and New Zealand. That's why. Oh, We're cultured right. over Very here. Why would you want to go and sit in a plastic chair in one of your stadiums for six hours when you can just we like lie in a, a, lie like in a to bank? To congregate together yeah. rather so than have the social has, distancing has, has, that you have in New Zealand. <laughs> Dan, don't forget you're talking to Adelaidians here with the best uh, cricket yeah. ground in the world. No plastic chairs what on they, the hill at the northern no, end. But seriously, no, but seriously well, what's, no, what's, like, what's driven the build-up? Well, A, Australia's coming. A, you're World Test Champions. Yeah. A, uh, C, we haven't been in New Zealand since 1992 in a Test Ooh, match. Okay. Uh, 
four, we have, uh, you know, Big Brother Complex. Um, ah, and, okay. you know, we, we, we want to do you over. There is so much excitement for the okay. test. Right, you, know, the you, base, should have known, said, you should have known the answer to that question. I wanted to hear it from yeah, Daniel. Right, yeah, put him through that type of pain. Hey, the game gets <laughs> underway at 4.40 Adelaide time. Our coverage starts at 5 o'clock. You'll be central to that, Daniel. Who are you calling with today? Uh, one of New Zealand's finest ever white ball cricketers, Mr Chris Harris. Oh, will be alongside yeah. me, the, the great Harry, very charismatic individual, oh, yeah. and we can't wait to be calling it right across the network across New Zealand and Australia. Well, we look forward to right. beautiful, beautifully said, beautifully right. said. All right, we look forward to your report on how the uh, the dick will be. Uh, Daniel, <laughs> we'll tune in at 5 o'clock Adelaide time today. All the best with the call and go the Aussies. Yeah, good stuff. The, the dick will be 22 yards long. <laughs> He's done his homework. (laughs) Uh, Daniel McCarty there. He's one of the good guys. He's a ripper. This is going to be a good little series. As I said, um, uh, remember what you're gambling with, but we like to know who's favourites, and you have to go to the sporting websites for that. And uh, Australia favourites at $1.50, and I think he's on the money. It's the bowling attack. We've got some reasonable batting lineup as well, but, gee, we're potent with the bowling. New Zealand at 260, though, and they're coming off a pretty good win over Pakistan as well okay. in their last little series. All right, this is Kimba on the Reach. We're live and interactive. Get on the text line, 0427-154-166. It is brought to you thanks to Montine Hyundai Cheltenham. Beautiful team down there, Daniel Thomas and the boys and girls. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. Offers available. Visit your local Hyundai showroom today. The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Wednesday afternoon, we're live from Studio Loom OSA. It's currently 35.4 degrees outside. You've Don't got some updated news. Don't look so news. happy. Don't look so happy about it. Why? It's hot. Oh, Roach, you are... Uh, ben will be cutting up some audio so we can play mm-hmm. this in the moment as soon as we get it into our system. But Mitch Cleary, who we know very yep. well from our Good old man. time here with us, he's now with Channel 7, he's reporting that Victoria Police is now getting involved with the Joel Smith drug allegations at Melbourne. Well, that so, doesn't surprise anyone. No, it should compelled to have a look. Yeah. So those who have been asking all day, well, how come, you know, if it had been me, the police would be knocking on my door. Well, Joel Smith's going to have the Victorian police knocking on his door by the sounds of this. We'll just cut up the audio and have a listen to it shortly. All right. Thank you for that, Roach. Uh, well, I mentioned before uh, we, we're looking to have a competition called Spud of the Week. Spud of the it's Week. just a bit of fun and a lot of texts have come through. <laughs> I like this one. Uh, no name on this one, but it just says Spud of the Week, David Wildey. Now, that is a perfect example. Okay. For those that weren't listening yesterday, we were down the Port Adelaide Football Club in the morning for a brunch. I'd left my keys on a table. They disappeared. I'd spoken to David twice about it because I sat with him for a short period. Spent two hours down the Port Football Club. Thank you to the Port Adelaide Football Club, Daniel Norton and all involved. Even Travis Boak was having a look out on the Oval because it was a mystery. How could they disappear? David Wildy picked them up and put them in his pocket. So he had two sets of keys, yet didn't even notice. Bizarre. That, that is a spud. That, that is, is a spud of the Because it wasn't just one key. You had several keys. Several keys, yeah. And, mm. uh, yeah. Anyway, perfect example. A lot of text coming through as well after we played Kano's bit about the Crows Leadership Group. This one says, Hi, guys, with the Crows Leadership Group, what staggers me is why Lady is not in the group. Johnny K, we may be able to answer that, without speaking for him. I suppose we are. Um, but we've spoken to him about leadership and, and it's a 
he thinks he still acts as a leader anyway, but he's very he behaves. yeah. But he, yeah, the example that he sets. Mm. But he likes to focus. He gets very much in the zone. He likes to focus about his own game and not have to worry about those other things. Okay, as I was saying earlier, Mitch Clear is reporting on the Joel Smith saga at Melbourne mm-hmm. now. Sport Integrity Australia is investigating extra charges, including trafficking of drugs, allegedly cocaine. Mitch Clear is now reporting where the police in Victoria are getting involved. Breaking news from the Seven Newsroom, that is the Victoria Police is now involved in the latest allegations around Melbourne footballer Joel Smith. Sports Integrity Australia providing information around alleged drug trafficking incidents involving Smith. Very serious now, Kim. Very serious. The word integrity gets thrown around a lot, Roach. Here's one from Ricky G from Cairns. Uh, will Collingwood finally have to play at the Cattery now that it's ready? If not, why not? Uh, Pies beat Cats twice by low margins last year. AFL integrity is a sham. Yeah, well, it would a be lot a of sides that don't capacity. go down there. Yeah, bigger capacity, and mm. they want to play finals there, which I think is their right. But I also understand the mechanics of the business. If you can get 90,000 at the G rather than 40,000 at the Cattery, you're going to take those 50,000 extra tickets every time. Here's another one, Richie Rootreach. Before we go to a break, how long is Cozzy's contract? This is Cozzy Pickett. Could Port table an offer, reunite him with Jace Burgoyne, Melbourne shaping as a long-term yeah, they mess? Didn't he? They had a Certainly sniff. they're in talks to extend that contract at Melbourne. Mm. Well, have a look. Uh, no, he did. He signed one. Yeah, he did. That's right. Yeah. All righty. We need to take a break. We're here thanks to the good friends at uh, Mourn Team Hyundai Children. Hmm. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. Offers available. Visit your local Hyundai showroom today. The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Big thank you to Hyundai. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. They are wonderful cars. Stack of text coming through. Gee, I better get this up and running, Roots. The spot of the week. I think it's going to go gangbusters. <laughs> we don't even have a prize at the moment. Uh, this one says... Um, I'll bring in a potato if you want. Oh, well, you can, Roots. Yeah, well, that'd be big of you. <laughs> is it homegrown or are you in a steel one? I beg your pardon. It'll be stolen. Uh, Spud of the week, this one says, Matthew Richardson for saying he didn't say that Port Powell wanted to win three flags in five years. Now, we need to get to the bottom of this. Um, we should get Matthew on. Now, I think just tidy we, up what we happened. Have tro- so yesterday we went to Port Adelaide. They gave us the briefing. Matthew Richardson, their chief executive, went through what their manifesto was, originally titled Chasing Greatness. And yeah. It's not just the issues of on-field, off-field. Yeah. But and it was a throwaway one, line. It was a throwaway line. The on-field one was, he, Matthew said, I've never said we were going to win three flags in five years. And I'll tell you what, I've been trying to find the quote mm. in the sense of an audio so we could play it. But it was in the manifesto. It says our vision is to win three yep. premierships. Well, that's their aspiration. Can't be mm. done now. I've got no problem with them having an aspiration. Mm. But if it doesn't come up, just say we fell short. Yeah. And these, these are the reasons why. Well, I understand. Maybe he was a little bit miffed that people were saying they would win three and five as opposed the to aspiration. they were aspiring yeah. to it. So yeah. maybe that was confusion. We'll get him on at some stage to tidy that yeah. one up. But it was interesting. Raised a few eyebrows yesterday. All righty, 4.29. We've got the news coming up. More of your texts. And then, Roots, we're going to talk about today's game where North Melbourne beat Collingwood. Oh, don't take too much of that.
The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. Offers available. Visit your local Hyundai showroom today. The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Thirty-four on a Wednesday afternoon. It's been a warm one here in Adelaide. Currently thirty-five degrees exactly. Just a reminder: breakfast tomorrow. Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Tuesdays to Thursdays every week from six a.m. to eight thirty. Uh, who they got on tomorrow? I've got no idea, but it'll be a good show anyway. You've got no idea. No, no idea. Right. The text line zero four two seven one five four one double six roots. There's a stack of them coming through. Thanks yes. to the Morn Team Hyundai at Cheltenham. This one says, lads. Could you imagine if Joel Smith was a Crows player? Your mates at SEN Victoria would be tearing the club apart with allegations of culture <laughs> issues and demanding sackings. That's no, it's, from it's funny because I'm just, I'm just checking, you know, everything during the break and there's a social media line saying, oh, imagine if they, Thomas and Smith were at Collingwood. It pays to be at a minnow club. <laughs> Seriously. They're the oldest club in the competition. Well, let's go to a Victorian commentator, Root, who uh, actually called today's trial game or scratch match, whatever you want to call it, between Collingwood and the Roos. He's KO AFL commentator, Benny Waterworth. Hello, Ben. Hey, Kim. Hey, Michelangelo. Nice to be with you. I really appreciate you doing this. So you're out there calling the game today. I've made an outrageous comment saying that North Melbourne will beat three of last year's top eight sides this year. How did they look? No, tell us well, what you think of that, re- that <laughs> remark first. Forget our North. I don't care how North looked today. How do you react to that? North Melbourne is going to stage three big upsets in 2024. Potentially, yes, but I don't think they're going to rise too much, Kim, because they have the youngest and the least experienced list in the competition. There's going to be a lot of reliance on their young talent this year. Maybe they can squeeze out of the bottom four, but I can't see them surging that much. They might cause an upset or or two, but I still think it's it's a long build ahead for the Kangaroos. I've gone for three, but I'll have a slab of beer with you, Benny. I've only just met you, but we're on, okay? All righty. We can organise that. (laughs) Who, Who stood out with the youngsters for North Melbourne? Uh, I think there's a, a lot of promise around, in particular, um, Colby McKercher off, mm. off their half-back line. He's the number two pick from, from last year. Yeah. But there was something pretty... Um, their half-back line looked really strong today. George Wardlaw spoke to reporters after the game, and we, we've heard about Ange Ball, we've heard about Baz Ball in the past. Oh. Well, hello, and welcome to, hello and welcome to North Ball. So we, this is all about some slingshot, run, high handball, intense, speedy, slick kind of ball movement from the back half. And we saw it particularly in the first half today. And it was really generated by their half-back line. of mm. Harry Sheezer, we know what he was capable of last yeah. year. Colby McCurcher, top midfielder from last year. He's gone a half-back and looked really solid. And the one that really stood out to me, actually, uh, early in the, um, in the day was Zach Fisher, who was uh, traded from Carlton mm. to uh, Carlton North Melbourne. Now, Fisher was kind of played as a, as a, as a wing, high half-forward, sometimes deep forward, at Carlton, but he's been training as a half-back during the off-season. And the three of them look, look pretty solid and really in helping them kick-start their, their ball movement. And the big beneficiaries of it were the, were the North Melbourne forwards because Nick Larkey kicked, kicked five. Paul Curtis, there's something, something about him as well. He, yeah. He's got a bit of spunk inside that forward. But he kicked four. And then Stevenson and Zerha also kicked two. Zerha fit? It's a Zerha fit, Benny? He didn't look fit last year. Yeah, he looks fit. He looks fit. I don't like so. The, the thing is with 
with Zerha is like oh, he loves to get up up on on the ball and mm. having an impact, uh, uh, you know, at, at stoppage and that kind of thing. But Northern starting to get a little bit of depth in, in the midfield now. So the balance for Alistair Clark's about how much Zerha plays forward and in uh, and in the and pinch hits in the midfield will will play out. But for mine, I think Zerha's a a stronger player. Uh, inside 50, and he looks he looks real strong and played with presence uh, today. So yeah, he kicked two and looked pretty good. Okay, now obviously we're passionate South Australians. Dylan Stevens is a player that we have on the show regularly. He hailed yep. from the Norwood Football Club and left footer went to Sydney. Couldn't really make his mark there. How did he look with the Roos? Yeah, yeah, pretty solid. I actually caught the North Melbourne Intra Club game last week, and I, he was just as impressive then against against his own other against his own teammates, but. Um, yeah, they're, they're, the wing spots is basically, and the, the North Melbourne players have been talking about how Jai Simpkin has been the uh, the king, the time trial king at Arden Street for a number of years. But Dylan Stevens has has come in and and done a pretty good job of trying to dethrone uh, Jai Simpkin in, in that uh, in that position. But yeah, it looks like he's going to come in and slot straight into a, into a wing position. His ability to cover the ground. Very, very highly rated uh, by the club. Got on the end of a goal today. He kicked the goal with his um, a right foot today. Hey. I've never seen him kick with his right foot. Mm-hmm. He actually pulled out a right foot goal today, which I was sort of blew me away a little bit. But yeah, I think he slots in at round one with uh, with ultimate ease for North Melbourne. So Ben, you've got a good sample if you've seen North twice. Alistair Clarkson mm. able to concentrate on football for a change, thankfully. Mm. What do you see of North? What's the style? What's Alistair Clarkson now building into this game plan at North Melbourne? Yeah, as I, as I mentioned, there's, a, there's speed in, in speed. particular. And they were ranked uh, second last last year for both scoring and mm. uh, inside 50 differential. Uh, and obviously, there's a, there's a, they were ranked 17th in a lot of different areas um, last year, Michelangelo. But I suppose, in particular, they, they are really trying to find a good, strong offensive-defensive balance in, yeah. in their game. And that, and that came so through they, today. So do they it look for before. speed by hand, long kicking, or running? Which, which way do you define speed here? I would say hand and run today Ooh, okay. in particular. And, and it was direct ball movement through the corridor. We saw a lot of Ooh. corridor stuff today, but they were just as, just as good working on the boundary line. Caveat, caveat, caveat. That nine premiership magpies were out today. Oh, yeah. okay. The goey, through day Quainor played a half, right? So let's just put caveats on, all on that. Yeah. But what we take nothing away from North Melbourne. They, they played the opposition that were in front of them, and they looked really, really slick. Um, so, yeah, run and carry from the back by a okay. hand through the corridor, was really, really noticeable today. Benny, one mm, more before we move on to Collingwood. Uh, we spoke to a young lad, Toby Pink. He's an amazing story. I'm sure you'll be yep. across it, but he was with Sydney for four years, couldn't get a crack or three mm. years. Then he's been in the footy wilderness playing Sample, won a premiership for Glenelg last year. Uh, a, a very unassuming lad, a country boy, but he gets an opportunity to be part of the defence. You think he'll be lining up in round one, given there's Griffin Logue out for the season. Hmm. Yes, and with Ben Mackay going, there's mm. going to, it's going to be a different-looking key defensive um, setup for the Kangaroos this year. So I reckon there's four guys competing for, for three spots in that North Melbourne defence. So Toby's definitely one of them, along with uh, along with Charlie Combin. Um, the other one is Callan Dawson, who's sort of a mid-season draftee from a couple of years ago, and Biggie Nuon, who came across from Richmond as well. So I think those four guys are competing for three spots. Combin didn't play today, just had a little bit of... Um, lower leg soreness, but I think Combin and Dawson are probably their, their two pillars there. But I can see Toby Pink at 193. I, I reckon he's ahead of Big Nguyen at the moment. Okay. Um, he, Toby played predominantly in the 18 last week. Nguyen also played um, uh, today for North Melbourne, but Nguyen started in the 
in the in the possibles team last week in I suppose one of a better term the B team. So I think Toby is slightly ahead of Biggie New on at the moment, and I put him uh, in the in the round one mix right now. Ben, we're going to see something of North Melbourne we haven't seen for more than a decade, and I want to know how this plays. If there's no Todd Goldstein, what does North look like in the middle? They've got Tristan Sherry, who played a lot of game time today, Michelangelo. I think he's going to do a lot of a lot of heavy lifting in the, in the ruck work. So we know how good Todd, Todd Goldstein was at, yeah, at taking absolutely. the ruck load and one of the most durable players, durable rucks we've seen for a long time. Yeah. Well, Tristan Sherry, 24, 201 centimetres, only played the nine games last year, predominantly due to a syndesmosis. He wore the helmet today because he's just coming off ah, facial yeah. surgery. Yeah. But he... What, he did a lot of hard work, a lot of stoppages today. Took most of the centre bounces, so expect him to take a lot, do a yeah, do a lot of the heavy lifting. And I think the the relief will come from Callum Coleman Jones. I Interesting. Think they've one. got high hopes. Mm. The Larky is the main man in, inside fifty with support from Zerhar and Curtis, and then Coleman Jones is the is the other big pillar who pinch hits in the ruck. That's how I see it playing out in an ideal world, but of course North Melbourne have had their injury troubles in yeah. recent years. All right, here we go. Jones is the here one we, we go. Watch. Yep. You're ready for this one? Yep. Collingwood cannot go back-to-back. Oh, no. No. <laughs> hey, they're I'm going to struggle leaving. up forward again. We know no. Craig McRae. Shut up, Roach. We know Craig McRae's a genius. <laughs> uh, they make a heavy investment in Dan McStay. He's out for the year with yep. a knee. Uh, Ash Johnson, we know he's been hit and miss. Uh, how are they going to structure up, up forward at full strength? I reckon that it's... So Brody Mychek didn't play yep. today, so he's still going to be the main guy up forward. He should be right for round one, after uh, the opening round rather. But I reckon that it's you mentioned Ash Johnson just then. I reckon it's him and Reese McInnes who mm. are competing for the same spot inside fifty at the moment. Both of them kicked three goals. McInnes started strong, and Ash Johnson finished stronger. Um, so, and I think Johnson was probably the better. Four-quarter uh, four performer overall. He played 15 games last year and kicked the, kicked the 21 goals. McInnes this time last year looked like he was ready to sort of really own a spot inside 50, but it, it didn't come to fruition in 2023. Just played the played the five games. McInnes, I think, has probably got a, a few more tricks athletically. Plus, he's five years younger. Uh, but Ash Johnson also is uh, is played with a, some great presence up inside 50 today and also pushed uh, up the ground a, a little bit more than what McInnes did. So it might come down to, to next week between um, when Collingwood plays Richmond, but I think those two are playing for, for one spot to play alongside Brodie Majek. Oh, and it gets the, back to supply as well. We know they've got a brilliant midfield. There was no Jamie Elliott today. Uh, he's getting on no. a, a little bit now. So it's going to be interesting And uh, as to how they use Dugowie <coughs> as well, whether he spends more time up forward. Hey, that's been really comprehensive, Benny. Uh, we really enjoy it. Um, have you got Adelaide and Port Adelaide in the top eight? I have the, definitely have the Crows in the top eight, and I reckon Ooh. Port Adelaide... Oh. They're on the cusp of the eight for mine, but I'm big on Adelaide. I think they could even push the top four. I reckon they're super talented. Gee, I've got it round the other way. I've got Port Adelaide definite top four, and Adelaide should play finals just. Really great time of the year for predictions, isn't it, guys? (laughs) Really appreciate your time, Benny. Uh, Very comprehensive. Thank you so much. North Melbourne. No worries, guys. Have a good night. Ben Waterworth there uh, from KO Sports. North Melbourne will create three major upsets this season by beating three top eight sides from 2023. That's my big call. That's on that three means, coffees. Three coffees. That means they've got to beat, Yep, have to beat, Collingwood, Brisbane, Port Adelaide, Melbourne, Carlton, St Kilda, Giants, Sydney. Three of those. Okay. That's big call, Kim. Okay. They can, uh, they can do that against Carlton. 
They can do who, who she got St, St. Kilda. Kilda. Oh yeah, they can do it against Kilda because St Kilda. There's a second one. I should have had ten coffees on this. Give me another one. Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne. Well, they could. They could. Let's not forget Melbourne. Right. Despite everything that's happening, Melbourne should have been playing in a grand final last year. No, they blew people, two finals. People make the point about Port Adelaide straight sets. Is mm. Melbourne consecutive years of straight sets? Um, I think they're consecutive they? years straight sets. Well, even they? even forgetting that, even even if they are, last year was diabolical. Because Absolutely. But don't both worry. Both those games they lost, they were the they better side. They have the best culture Gary Pert's seen anywhere in footy in oh, 40 years. A little bit of sarcasm oh, there, oh, Rooch. Oh, oh, oh. A few texts coming through. Rooch, we're in the Spud home of the straight. week? Any more Spud of the week? <laughs> Probably. I've got it? another nomination. Yeah, go on. Now, television interviews, even those that are pre-recorded, can be very, very challenging. But when the camera's rolling, when the mics are on, as Basil Zemplis found out when he announced his candidacy for a seat in Perth, mm -hmm. things can go wrong. But did you see Brad Banducci, who is the CEO of oh. Woolworths, when he did the Four Corners? I did. He had to stand out. Hey, that a... was a train wreck. Um, that is spud of the week. That's come through. There's a text somewhere. Did someone go there? It. Yeah, someone's gone there. Good. Because um, that is that was a train wreck. There's so many. Um, spud of the week. <laughs> really? Stephen Rowe's been nominated. Oh, no, I didn't say that. No, no, I'm just, it's I there. did not I'm, say that. No, it's Mario that did it. Oh, okay. Right. Stop being so dramatic, Rooch. <laughs> but that's it. Woolworths uh, Chief Executive Brad Banducci has stepped down following a oh, train wreck right. interview with the ABC's Four Corners. And if you haven't seen it, ladies and gentlemen, see the outtakes. Here it goes. Wow. Uh, Spot of the week is yeah. a tie between uh, Brad the Bandit Banducci yeah. and Rucci. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah. That was, um, that was a train for a captain right. of industry, that was not good, was no. it? So uh, Matt says uh, boring. All the talk about uh, North Melbourne. Oh, no. Oh, that's, that's a little harsh. That's unfair. Trying to be fair. We love everyone, uh, Kangaroo yeah. Steve out there. North Melbourne shouldn't even be in the national competition, oh, let alone be discussed on South Australian radio. That's we didn't Matt say that, again. Steve. That's Matt again. We didn't say that, Steve. Why on earth are we even talking about North Melbourne? Oh. Well, they played a trial game yeah. today against Collingwood, and they won by 34 points. We're <clears> just trying to bring everything. Matt, Matt, we fired Matt up. Three techs in a row. He's having a bad day at work. Spud of last year, Will Schofield. His head even looks like a potato with a couple of eyes. Oh, that beer never arrived. He never it? sent the beer. Yeah, and he would get a nomination for Spud of the Year because he had West Coast making finals. Mm. What an outlandish statement that was. Here's another one. Does Roots need cheap labour for his farm in Italy? Taron Thomas and Joel Smith will be looking for work soon. Both have big feet, perfect for crushing grapes. Oh, there you go. Oh, only grapes on the farm. Too high up. Spud of the year. Not even the week. Roach, just because. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's a different number too. 741, that one. Thank Not you. sure who that is. Spud of the week sounds great. More fun if you have a spud gun to go with it. Oh, we had them as kids. The old spud gun. Yeah, you push the nozzle into the potato, pull it, and it comes out a little, forms a little pellet, and then to air pressure, you go around... Shooting each other. My mother would have been horrified well, if dangerous. You could lose that. an eye, but that's, that's you know, silly. That's how we grew up, though, Rooch. Right. In those days, Mum hated anything that involved abusing food. Abusing food. Mm. Well, bear in mind, she had come from a very hard time through World War Two. Yeah, and very hard to days where you'd have nothing. If she saw us mucking around with food, mm. it, it offended her to a great degree. Well, it's like passing on food. 
passing on. Yeah, you're shooting a bit of potato. You can still oh, cook okay. it. Yeah, right. uh, oh, Costa. What's he got? Joel Smith trafficking. More to come. Multiple. Hello, Kevin. Oh, hello, so no, no, I'll just stay out of that, yeah. Costa. Okay. Uh, what else have we got, Roach? Hey, I wanted oh, to yes. hear. Yeah, go on. What? No, no. What have you got? I'm happy for you to go if you want. No, no. no you're you'd all right. Lead, you I lead. thought you'd say that. You'd lead. Uh, the Bombers. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're an interesting unit, too. And their finals, Hoodoo, which yeah. is going on. When I say we grew up, it doesn't seem that long ago that Essendon under Kevin Sheedy was such a powerhouse. Such consistent performers, always playing finals. But it's damn nearly 20 years of it Correct. now, Rich, where they're not playing finals. Uh, this is what Brad Scott had to say about their so-called hoodoo. We're well aware of the, of the history. You'd be crazy to stick your head in the sand and just and pretend it's not there. One of the things I love about being involved at Essendon is just the, the massive support and, and the passion of the footy club. But with that comes, you know, a, a fair amount of expectation as well, which, which we absolutely want to embrace. They have to, mm. and I see where Matthew Lloyd has been very strong about the expectations on Essendon this year. There's a lot of teams that are under pressure to make the eight, either to stay in the eight or make the eight. Yeah, I, uh, just on the this is from Tony. The whole three out of five, three premierships in five years is just a lot of flog that Brendan Gale started and happened to manage. Mm. And now all other teams Correct. are jumping on the bandwagon. That's the Gold Coast. I, look, I, I don't mind people have aspirations, Kim. Mm. I mean, when Kennedy said, I'll land a man on the moon before this decade ends, everyone at NASA just absolutely was scared. We can't do this in a decade. But he put the timeline there. They got man on the moon in 1969. I don't mind aspirations inspiring people to achieve goals. Nothing wrong with that at all. Is there? No, I didn't bag it at the time. I did sit on the fence and say I would rather just get on with the get job. Get on with it, not make it. Instead of, it, but instead we end doing up doing now. this. Everyone's that doesn't make it, it right. No, I know that. But everyone's got to sell some hope or mm. some. I mean, what what do we know about the start of every year? The best thing an AFL club can do for its fans is deliver hope. Now, whether they then live up to it, it's a hard competition. Mm. Uh, there's one that came through earlier today talking about cricket, Roach. We're nearly done for today. Speaking and of cricket, Greg Chappell is online, ad for massage chairs. Mm. Where's all his money going from coaching here and overseas? Oh, he was That's very much a businessman. Yeah. And, uh, That's some difficulties. Yeah, we can't really answer that. No. Uh, there's another one. Oh, here we are at Aldenga. G'day, Hugh. Happy New Year to you. Boys, I would be happy to put Spud of the Week with an exit package of $24 million. What's that mean? If he's would, offering twenty four million to go somewhere. I'll, I'll be Spud of the Week. I would be happy to be oh, to be Spud of the Week with an yeah. exit package of twenty four million. Oh, is, is that what's going to happen at Woolworths? Is it? Oh get, yes, get yes, a, yes, get, yes, yes. Wow, right, twenty four million. That's a fair payout. What twenty four million to just go away? Mm. Yeah, that's a good one, Hugh. Wow, um, I like I like that. All right, well, hopefully before the season starts. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Spud of, oh, another spot of the week. It's spot of the week. Gosh, that's a, growing uh, legs, isn't it? Enzo Rochella, I'm just telling you now, Enzo, if you're listening, from SA Potatoes, big company, they have the red kestrels. Hello, Enzo. Yeah, if you don't, we don't get this deal done next week, I know you're going over with your daughter to see Tay-Tay on Friday in Sydney. I'm going to catch up with Taylor him next Swift. week. Yep. Oh, you've worked out who it is, Rich. Finally. Yeah. You know that Taylor Swift gets more appearances at the MCG than some AFL teams this year? Yes, three. Yes, three. Yeah, very yeah. good, Bruce. Thank you. Here we go. <laughs> Spot of the week. Jars and the Gazer Football Club. 
Oh, oh, no, that is – so did you see the recommendations? $186,000 in fines and suspensions and all that. That's, that's serious stuff. Mm. And it's all got very messy. A lot of people yep. are volunteers that are yep. there and now the mm. president stood down. Friendships are being broken. Correct. Not across all of it, Roach, but they obviously did something wrong. So $186,000 is well, the Well, Louis Costa's having a crack at me. Come on, Dylan, that was weak. Well, because I, I didn't read out his – well, I don't want to get sued, Costa. No, we're not It's going not about being no. weak. There's some um, laws I've got that to be we careful. will abide by. Yeah, I push the boundaries most of the time. Do you ever. <laughs> Daniel says, Kimbo, uh, do you think in the current climate we can have a comp where you call someone the spud of the week? Remember, we can't even tell people that what AFL players weigh anymore. But the sack of spuds will win the yearly award. Oh, Daniel. I like it. Mm. All right. Enzo, spud of the week. Let's get that deal signed next week. That's our show. Uh, Thank you for everyone's participation. We'll be back tomorrow, Rooch. Right, I'm going to go get some kestrels. Yeah, the red potatoes. They're good. They're, they're, the good tasty, they're purpley ones. They're purple. the, they're they're the tastiest ones. Right, that's our spud for the day. Bye-bye.